This is the Shine On You Crazy Daisy podcast, and I'm your host, Trudy Simmons from the Daisy Chain Group, providing platforms and opportunities for businesswomen to be seen and heard. This platform is for the women entrepreneurs that want to hear the real stories of what it takes to be yourself and run a business with all the different hats that you might have to wear. Come and join the Shine On You Crazy Daisy membership, offering online networking, co-working, collaboration, and monthly masterclasses for you to grow your knowledge. Go to thedaisychaingroup.com for more information. These are the platforms to hear and share the stories of the tenacious, the rebellious, and the resilient women that are working towards the future that they build for themselves and their families. Welcome to the Shine On You Crazy Daisy podcast. And today I am thrilled and excited to introduce you to Louise Hill from Roses and Roots. Louise, thank you so much for being involved in the book and the podcast. Please tell us about your business. I hold circles uh, for ladies, creating connection and community. Yeah, perfect. and Beautiful. Thank you so much. Right at the beginning of the chapter, you talk about how you were taught to be a good girl, stay in the background, not deserving to shine. How did this show up in your choices through life? So basically I put everyone else's needs before my own, you know, always um, felt my role was to be at base camp, never actually go to the summit Mm. um, and sort of ensure everyone else's life ran smoothly. Um, But I sort of gave away my power really, I suppose I realize now um, because it was always everybody else's needs. And I'm sure that's why I got the stomach ulcer. Mm. I just think it's such an important conversation to have because, you know, this is Shine On You Crazy Daisy. I'm all about helping people to shine. But there is so many from from past generations that didn't encourage that feeling of, of, um, of shiny, of being out there, of being celebrated. I think it's my heart. Yeah, and I think it ties in totally... You know, we're in a privileged position because we're that that what I call transition generation mm-hmm. where, you know, now you don't even think about having the vote. But mm-hmm. then, you know, you think what the suffragettes had. to, And I think that's why it's very important that we break these, um, you know, shackles, if you like, that women were put under to believe that you always had to come second. And mm-hmm. I mean, I remember my mother, bless her, you know, she was an army wife and literally she had letters addressed to wife of. And it wasn't even her name. It yeah. was, sort of, and that was the trouble. W- women were very much seen as second-class citizens, and let's be honest, they still are. Mm. They still are in some places. Um, so I think it's 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 very common that that a lot of us feel like that, and then feel that you know you shouldn't you shouldn't boast. You know, yeah. don't 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 talk about your achievements because then you're being you know, showing off. Yeah, um, and that's I think we've all been conditioned to that to a certain extent. I've said this before, but my dad, who's old school, and when I say, oh, it's brilliant today, you wouldn't believe how much I've got done. He goes, you can't say that. You just can't. Oh, I've just done it. Oh, what do you know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what it's all about, though, isn't it? We've got to take back our power. Yeah. You know, it's taken me frigging 55 years to realise that, but I've got there now. And actually, hard luck. Stop hiding, you know, and actually, if someone... I understand it's his conditioning, but if he can't cope with that, Mm -hmm. then actually that's not your issue. Yeah. You know, I call it you just smile and wave. Yeah, you smile and wave. Fine, but you don't need to get wound up in it. You don't need to get stressed about it. You just think, no, that's your choice. That's your path. But I'm choosing something different. Mm-hmm. I celebrate everything. <laughs> <laughs> How has meditation impacted your life at different times? 
So when I was first diagnosed with stomach ulcer and then I went down the Ayurvedic path of healing, I did primordial sound meditation, um, which is a mantra. Um, and honestly, it was very funny because I was sent to have a massage. <laughs> And I later learned the guy said I was the most hyperactive client he'd ever had. He was thinking, my God, can I even get her to sit still on, you know, can she lie still on the bed before I massage? He used me as a benchmark. I mean, that's how bad I was. I was literally in fight or flight all the time, busy, 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 you know, and actually that's why I got ill. And I think a lot of women suffer from that. I mean, I'm out of it now. I'm empty nester, you know, my kids are grown up, but I remember when my kids were little and you're just manic. You know, you're running around and we are not designed biologically yeah. to live in fight or flight all the time. We just aren't. You know, we, we need to allow ourselves rest and digest, relax, you know, whatever you want to call it, sympathetic, parasympathetic nervous system. And I'm sure that's why I got ill, because your body is running on empty. It's like a car. You know, you burn out. And I think that's why so many of us get ill. And it was a wake up call for me at 35. Um, you know, 20 years later, the, the um, ulcers never come back but I meditate every day. So does that meditation help you to stop or does it help you to reset or is it all of the above? Is it just rest? all of the above? I mean, basically meditation, as I say, is there's no right. So again, we're brought up with this right and wrong with meditation is the most important thing is the intention that you stop. Now, sometimes if it all works and like all life, you know, you go into the gap, as I call it, and then you come out and you feel recharged. And sometimes you won't, because if you're very, very manic, actually, that's a sign that, that your body is stressed. But just having the intention of lying there and, you know, will reset you. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it stops that constant sort of what I call to do list, which I think we all have to a certain extent. Um, and it takes you, as I say, out of fight or flight interest. And actually, it means you know, you can, you can digest your food properly. It means you'll sleep better. Um, and if you're, you know, the occasional time it happened, but you, you tune into source. That's when I get my inspiration. I mean, when that happens, it's magical. You I know. do what I call angry meditating, which is not very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes and I, people, people will really understand this, but when you can't, when you're not good at slowing down and listening to your body, go through the list in my head and get angrier and angrier about the time that I'm taking out. And then I'm, <laughs> that was done. <laughs> yeah. But at least you, you stopped. See? Yeah. I'm winning. There's a spectrum, darling. You know, if I was a benchmark up here, anybody can meditate. It's just <laughs> level. <laughs> but yeah, it's fundamental for me. I mean, yeah. I'm in a different situation now, but I, I mean, literally I've just been upstairs and meditated now before I've done this call mm. because I've had a very manic morning and I wanted to be in what I call a grounded space mm. before I talk to you because otherwise I'm all like, <laughs> and you don't get, you don't get that flow. Yeah. You don't get that, that, that sort of, um, yeah. we all need it. We all need to feel grounded and rooted and, and not constantly in manic mode. Yeah. So why are women's circles important at this time? Because I think after the pandemic, um, the, you know, the last two years, we've all, well, I felt it myself. And I think that's probably why, obviously, you often end up teaching or doing what you, you also crave. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, yeah, I, you feel you, you, I crave a sense of connection and community. I think that's so important. Well, it's actually been proven because I did a counselling course, but it's a fundamental human need. It really is to be seen and heard and accepted for who we are mm. um, and, and that sense of belonging, that community, that mm. and that's what women's circles do. There's no judgment. 
Um, there's no expectation. There's no agenda. You literally, you turn up, you sit in a, what we call a sacred space. And as you go over the threshold, what happens is then is, I call it, you leave all your roles at the door. Mm-hmm. And you just say, right, I'm not, I'm nobody's mother, sister, friend, whatever. I am me and I can stop doing mm-hmm. and just be. And there's no expectation, you know, you can share if you want to, there's meditations, there's, but that's, I think, fundamentally, if we're all going to start being more in balance and coming out of the fight or flight, which is one of my lessons, but I think a lot of us do, women's circles are needed, they are needed. And the lady I trained with, her her vision is to make coming to women's circles as common as going to a yoga class. Yeah. And I fundamentally would like to be part of that. Yeah. It's, um, the way that you describe it, it's just such a, a beautiful environment to to be yourself in. And I don't think there are many circumstances where many of us get to walk into those spaces. So it is I do think it's really important. Yeah, I think that's fundamental. That's exactly it. We don't get a chance to just be. And you can have all different circles. You know, sometimes it's a much more spiritual. So it can be about chakras or whatever. But it can also be for a group of business ladies who are exactly like we're saying, constant, constant, constant. And then actually you get a chance to just drop out of that. And sometimes it's about talking about something that actually you don't feel is appropriate with friends, you know, or actually maybe yeah. with your family. Um, and then I, funny enough, I was talking to another lady this morning and she said, oh, well, you know, you could do it for, um, she has, she runs a coffee shop and she said, I get all these young mums coming in and they're so stressed. And, mm. and she said, oh, you could do it for young mums. I think it's one of these that it's, you, you, I would gear the circle for whoever is coming to, to, to help them, them feel benefit them. Um, one, what's one lesson you've learned that every entrepreneur should know? adaptability oh go on <laughs> yeah I, th- I think fundamentally on my 55 years on this planet um it's it's adaptability it's going with the flow it's like the pandemic nobody could have predicted that in a million years could they and I think that's also what I feel is that you know not me but you know that little bugger virus don't care whether you're black red green or orange whether you're French you know Timbuktu or I think it's that thing of recognizing that we're all human beings and stop seeing the separateness and actually say how can we work together but adaptability is key because if you stay rigid and oh well it's got to be this way it just causes more stress yeah and there is no you know the only constant is change in life well I think we've seen that more over the last couple of years the people that haven't been able to adapt or or have refused to adapt have have suffered the most because it is if we weren't able to do it well a lot of us wouldn't have had businesses now so exactly exactly yeah Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite business book so this is it's called the earth is hiring and uh it's it's a thing that really which I, i resonated with so I'll just read it to you. Uh, she, she was going to do a, a big event um, and they kept asking what her title was. Yeah. And I hate being put in a box. And, I, and she said, I don't care for titles or long bios where I bang on about my achievements. So she says a few weeks later, the organization released their schedule of events and she was next to Jack Canfield, who wrote, um, you know, for the soul. Um, or oh, what are the things? I don't know what the name of the book is. Oh, God. Oh, uh, see? menopausal brains gone but never um chicken soup chicken soup for the soul oh, yes yep. yeah he was the one who wrote that so he, massive author and he had all this and her title was human af so basically brilliant human, uh, and, and uh, that just appealed to me i mean don't wrong it's a really good book and it's and it's actually about 
coming from a you obviously business you do have to earn money but it's coming from what I call a soul-led business mm. rather than all about money 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 and as you can tell I'm a bit of a rebel so that just appeared it was like yes so people say what's your title I'm humanist <laughs> yes yeah. but earth is hiring by Peter Kelly that's amazing Louise thank you so much for writing your story and for being involved in the book and the podcast and I can't wait to get your story out there thank you Thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please leave a review and come back for more inspiration. If you're a businesswoman looking for that community that will support you and lift you up, come and join the Shine On You Crazy Daisy membership, offering online networking, co-working, collaboration and monthly masterclasses to grow your knowledge. Go to the daisychaingroup.com for more information. And for even more inspiration, Please go to the link under this video and get your copy of the Shine On You Crazy Daisy series of books with inspirational and motivating stories from businesswomen around the world.